Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, July the 16th, as we are officially one week away from opening day for Major League Baseball. One week from tonight, next Thursday night, we will get to see Major League Baseball action. And uh, it is... Beyond exciting to think about next Thursday night, the New York Yankees at the Washington Nationals to start Major League Baseball's 2020 season off. And then we'll see the Dodgers and Gabe Kapler's Giants in the nightcap that night. ESPN, uh, it was announced that their um, announcers will be announcing the games from the studio headquarters in Bristol. So that'll be an interesting dynamic. You know, announcers not in the stadium, not having that same feel for a pop-up, a fly ball, this and that. You know, it's hard to, it's harder on TV to get a feel for those types of things. So it's going to be fascinating. But we are one week away from Major League Baseball happening. And we are one week and a day, one week from tomorrow. Your fightings, the Phillies hosting the Miami Marlins. And baseball's getting underway. And if you can't hear it in my voice, it, I'm Pretty excited about it. I think, um, again, you know, I know we've talked a lot about there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of question marks surrounding this season, the completion of it, what's going to happen, how it's going to play out. But right now, as we sit a week away, um, my predominant emotion is excitement when it comes to thinking about baseball and the fact that baseball is going to be back. I am overwhelmed more with excitement and positivity about it than nerves or concerns or negativity. So, I think that's a good thing. I think it's a place we want to be. Let's get excited for baseball. I figured um, next week, obviously, we'll dive into some some legitimate season prediction stuff. How is this going to play out? How is this weird, unique 60-game sprint going to play out for the Philadelphia Phillies? Um, who are going to be the keys to the team? Make some predictions for award winners and all that type of stuff. And Unique award winner, 60-game award winner. But, hey, they will hand out a Cy Young this year. They will hand out MVP. So we'll do all that stuff next week, really get into the nitty-gritty of season prediction time as we gear ourselves up for next Friday's opener. Uh, but I want to take the rest of this week to, to go back a couple months. Um, uh, as uh, back in April, I believe, um, we went through and did some power rankings for Major League Baseball. In the next two days, I'm going to talk about where those teams stack up as we are now a week away from the season, much closer, how those teams shake out, how it looks, how those power rankings look, what teams, as I've talked about, um, in a unique season, I think have, have more of a chance than a normal season that might have. Um, and tomorrow I want to dive into a, a NL East breakdown. It's time to look at the division, time to look at who they're playing, and we'll mix in a little extra ALE stuff too with the teams that they're playing as well. Look at the, the schedule, the teams that are on the schedule, who they're going to have to compete with for the division and all that. But um, again, regardless, this is all excitement. This is all born out of excitement. This is all um, – it's time to get excited. Because they're going to try. Baseball is going to happen in a week, and um, it's going to be awesome. So let's dive in. Um, I made these power rankings again um, a couple months ago, looking through the teams in Major League Baseball, and um, also went through and gave a reason to be excited about each of them. If we have time, we'll get to those. But um, I still feel pretty confident about the order of the rankings. I might 
switch a couple teams up or down, which we'll get to as we go. But let's let's go through it team by team and kind of just a little bit of a breakdown of, of why each lands where they do. Starting at number 30 uh, with the Detroit Tigers. Um, and I think this spot, as I've said multiple times, could be occupied by any of three teams. The worst three teams in baseball. Any of them could be the de facto worst. But I'll put the Tigers in that spot. The Tigers... Not a good baseball team. Uh, a lot of guys you've never heard of after, you know, of course, Miguel Cabrera's there. Jonathan Scopes there. A couple names you've heard of. Nico Goodrum. But it is a very, very bad lineup. And the pitching staff is slightly better than the lineup. But um, it is not a great baseball team. Matthew Boyd, probably the thing to get most excited about there. And, and that is not something to get super excited about, though. As we know, last year, the Phillies... Um, in some potential talks to, to potentially trade for Matt Boyd. Maybe that's something that picks up again. This year still has a couple years of contract under control. But the Tigers are going to be a bad baseball team. They'll be out of it early. Again, I know it's a unique, weird season. But like I said, I'll, there are just teams that it doesn't even matter. Um, and look, again, to be fair, I do think, as I've said before, I think the most important thing, it's a combination of talent and the way people react to this unique season, this situation. So, look, I wouldn't be surprised if there is – a team that just handles it better and and maybe they can find a way to get off to a hot start and ride that. I don't think these teams are good enough to do that at all. Even if they respond well, I still think they still miss the playoffs. The Tigers, one of those teams, as are our 29th team, the Baltimore Orioles, uh, who the Phillies will get to see three times this year. And if only it had been more, but the Philly, the Baltimore Orioles, uh, potentially worse than the Tigers, right there, equally as bad. Uh, losing Trey Mancini for the season uh, with cancer is a, a big blow. He was one of their best players, if not their best offensive player after that not a lot of guys you heard of i mean seriously austin hayes is a young player i think has some upside could do something there um anthony santander the brit you like that but man it is a ranato nunez got a little pop but man it's a bad bad baseball team i think actually on paper the orioles might be a worse team than the tigers um just on paper uh orioles might be the worst when you look at the lineup the mariners are right there too that's my Next on the list, number 28, the Mariners, another really bad baseball team. Um, I'm excited to see what Justice Sheffield can do, a longtime top prospect uh, pitcher, but not a lot of guys you heard on this uh, rotation, the bullpen, the lineup. Um, you do like seeing Austin Nola, the backup catcher there, Aaron's brother. That's fun. Um, but, yeah, it's a bad baseball team. Daniel Vogelbach had a minute last year. He did something. D. Gordon's there. Uh, Kyle Seeger, but, man, it's rough. J.P. Crawford out in uh, D. Gordon. Uh, Mariners a bad team. I, I think they're slightly less bad than the Tigers and Orioles. But again, I think those three teams are just definitively the worst teams, uh, the worst three in baseball. And I think it should bear out that way again. Unique season. Uh, my number 27 team is right there. Not far off the Kansas City Royals. I think the Royals are a little bit better. Some guys that you can get excited about. Jorge Soler led the American League in home runs last year. Excited to see what he can do again. Hunter Dozier um, had some flashes last year. Former you know, highly ranked prospect who kind of put it together a little bit last year at a nice season, certainly at times. Whit Merrifield's a really good baseball player, languishing away in Kansas City, but um, a really uninspiring staff. Danny Duffy, Brad Keller, Jacob Junis, Mike Montgomery, those are the kind of guys they'll be rolling out there. This Kansas City Royals team will not be good. And, and look, we've already done two of the four worst teams, and they are in the AL Central. So I think that shows you um, the imbalance of this season. Um, you know, that, that teams from the National League Central are going to get to play the Tigers and the Royals. And the Phillies get the Orioles and the Blue Jays. Like, it is better to face those other two teams. Granted, you know, the, the Blue Jays are 
better than uh, than the second worst team by far again uh, than the Royals in the Central. Um, but I think being an AL Central team specifically this year is uh, you know Indians, the Indians and the Twins both have a real good shot to make the playoffs based on playing those teams ten times each. I mean that's twenty games against two of the four worst teams in baseball. Um, that's a significant advantage specifically, especially for those good teams in the AL Central and even the White Sox, who um, maybe that's the type of thing that could push them over is there. You'll see more in the uh, 20 range of teams. All right, moving on. Um, we get our, uh, funny enough, uh, in my opinion, the four worst teams in Major League Baseball are American League teams. <laughs> also not great for the Phillies. Uh, you know, just those four just cut off the bottom, you know, not making the playoffs. Four teams you won't have to worry about. Um, that's a bummer. <laughs> uh, our next two are, are National League teams, and you could argue that either of these two teams should be lower or higher on the list, whatever you want to call it, worse, um, as neither is a good baseball team. The Pirates and the Marlins commit 26 and 25. For me, we'll talk more about the Marlins tomorrow when we dive in the LEs, but I think both these teams, the two worst in the National League, relatively handily, obviously, if you want to call it. Um, Chris Archer still just can't put it together for uh, the Pirates. Joe Musgrove just can't seem to put it together. You hope that uh, um, Mitch Keller, who was a top, top, top prospect, but had about as bad a intro to baseball as you could last year. It was just a disaster. Maybe he can figure it out and put it together. Jameson Tyon, I don't know if we'll see him, um, but uh, upside there, but really not a, a very talented team. Gregory Polanco, Josh Bell, uh, really the only two names offensively that you know well. Uh, you probably heard of Adam Frazier. You might have heard of Colin Moran. <laughs> you know, it's Kevin Newman you might have heard of, but again, this uh, – Pirates seems a bad baseball team. I think they're going to be bad this year. I wish the Phillies got to play them. They don't. That is a uh, a nice one to have in the uh, Central Division. But again, look, the Marlins, I think you could argue, are just as bad or worse. I like the Marlins slightly better than the Pirates because I trust their pitching staff more than I trust the Pirates staff. And the Pirates have just, man, what an offseason. Just so poorly run, so disastrously run. But um, I think the Marlins or the Pirates could be the worst team in, in the National League. All right, now is where uh, there's a significant jump up. Um, so these teams that we've mentioned, the Marlins, the Pirates, the Royals, Mariners, Orioles, Tigers, I think in my mind have zero chance of making the playoffs. Like those are the only teams that I would say 0% chance. Again, look, anything can happen. It's a weird shortened season, but I feel, let's say 1%. I just think it's so unlikely that those teams make the playoffs. I think they are the seven worst teams in baseball. Pretty, excuse me, the six worst teams in baseball. Uh, pretty handily. So I feel good about that. Then it's a jump up, and I think um, any of these teams from 24 to 21 are, are basically the same to me. I have the Giants at 24, the Rockies at 23, the Blue Jays at 22, and the Rangers at 21. Um, now, as we get closer to the season, I would probably bump the Giants up a little bit more. I think they're probably more in the 21-22 range. I think they're better than the Rockies. Rockies are a pretty bad baseball team. The Giants were better last year. I, I look, Kapler I don't think does much for them, but they're, they're not a, a talented team. Johnny Cueto, the opening day starter on the back end, obviously. Jeff Samarja. Um, has not been great for a while. Kevin Gaussman, uh, the perennial hope of Kevin Gaussman. Uh, Drew Smiley is in their starting rotation. That should say it all. But really, not a, a, a great baseball team. And then you looked at Buster Posey um, uh, opting out of the season, obviously for good reason. He had twins uh, 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 early. They'll be in the, the NICU. So um, no, no brainer for Buster Posey not to play. But that's a big hit to that team that hurts. Uh, Brandon Belt still there, you know, not a good team. Wilmer Flores, Evan Longoria, not a good baseball team. Brandon Crawford, I, I honestly, you know, as I as I look at this team and I start to debate, uh, are they actually that much worse than uh, the, the Rockies? They're not. Uh, I think the Rockies and them are, are should be in this range together. The Rockies have more upside uh, players, obviously, between Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado and um, 
I think David Dahl is a guy to watch for a kind of a breakout year. I really like David Dahl, and I think he's going to put together Daniel Murphy. They have a better offensive team. The pitching staff is rough. You like Herman Marquez, but he had a rough year last year. John Gray, another perennial upside talent type of guy where it just doesn't always work out for. Um, yeah, I think the Rockies, just not a very good baseball team. Same with the Giants, so that's why they're in this range together. Um, Rangers and Blue Jays, similar. Uh, I think the... Of these two, and of course it's the one the Phillies play six times, but I think of these two, the Blue Jays, uh, the Blue Jays have the lower floor, but also the higher ceiling. Um, I mean, the Blue Jays do have some talent, some some high end young talent, legitimately. I mean, a core moving forward of, of Vlad Guerrero Jr., Kevin Biggio, Bo Bichette, um, I'm, and then some other guys who are nice players, like Lords Goriel Jr. is a, a nice baseball player, and, and looks like he's going to be have value in Major League Baseball. Danny Jansen, a catcher a lot of people have really high hopes for down the road. Um, and then a pitching staff that, that has, you know, they went out and got Hyunjin Ryu, who is coming off a, a Cy Young-type season. Um, Tanner Roark, Chase Anderson, Matt Shoemaker, a bunch of those guys. Um, I don't think Ken Giles in the pen, you know, they get some, some talent there. Uh, again, I think the Blue Jays, uh, I feel comfortable ranking them the 22nd best team in baseball on my list here, but um, they are a team that that could just fall in that range or, or slightly worse, or they could be better. Uh, if those young guys take a step forward, if they respond to the situation well, they're they're talented. Like, those guys are talented. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is going to be an all-star in a few years. Bo Bichette, probably going to be an all-star in a few years. Like, they got some talent there, so um, it could be interesting. Uh, Rangers falling in uh, there at 21. You know, you could argue the Blue Jays should be above them. I'm not super high on the Rangers this year. I just think that they're Slightly more of a sure bet. I think you feel better about their pitching staff. They actually have a really solid starting rotation. You look at Corey Kluber, Mike Miner, and Lance Lynn at the top of those three. I mean, you can go to war with those three. That's a solid top of the rotation. Kyle Gibson has had some flashes the last couple of years. Um, uh, offensively, a little less exciting. You know, Robinson Trino's fine behind the plate. Um, Rugnet Odor, there's always upside there. Danny Santana's coming off a really nice year. Elvis Andrews, of course, still there. Um, Willie Calhoun. Someone I'm excited about. I think that the bat has always played in the Myers. I think he finally puts it together in the majors. Joey Gallo looks to be healthy after, um, you know, contracting COVID earlier in the offseason. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be pretty pretty solid. You know, not great, not not anything special, but I think they'll be good enough, and that's why I'm at 21. All right, now we get to from 20 on up. Uh, all the teams I'm about to mention, um, and again, look, I think it's a weird enough year where, where the Blue Jays or the Rangers theoretically could get off to a hot start and coast it like that theoretically could happen but i think when you go from 20 up any of these teams i think could legitimately make the playoffs if things bounce the right way in this weird unique season i think any of these teams have enough talent i wouldn't bet on them again as you'll we'll do season predictions next week um but i think any of these teams could make the playoffs starting at 20 and they might be a little low 20 and 19 are both the two teams on this list where i'll bet you one of them ends up being noticeably worse than their ranking and the other one ends up being noticeably better one of these two teams has a real shot to make a run just based on the insane amount of young talent they have. I have the White Sox at 20 and the Padres at 19. Maybe I should flip those two, but um, the White Sox, Lucas Giolito, a big key to them, um, finally broke out, you know, top pitching prospect forever, had a great year last year. If he is for real, they add Dallas Keuchel. Um, those top two are solid enough. And then you get into the lineup, which has so much young talent and upside. I mean, Jose Abreu and Yasmani Grandal obviously are, are solid go-to guys you want on your team. But then Yomankata, injured right now, but if he's playing... A really nice player for them. Tim Anderson coming off a great year. Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, rookie of the year front runner. I would say a super talented young kid, top prospect. They added Nomar Mazzara. 
Encarnacion as the DH. I think the White Sox have some upside. You know, this is a team that there's potential there. They could surprise. And I think a lot of people are really all in on the White Sox this year. I'm not quite there yet. Um, but they are one of those teams that if, you know, we're, we're 50 games into the season and they're sitting there at, at uh, you know, 28 and 22 and fighting for a playoff spot, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing ever. So um, I think they've got a shot. And same with the Padres in terms of that young talent. I think based on the situation, I actually would bet on the White Sox. Like, I think the Padres might be a slighter, slightly better baseball team, as I'm saying. You know, Chris Paddock, I really like the upside there. Denelson Lamette, um, they have a much better bullpen. Uh, and so much talent, young talent offensively. I mean, Francisco Mejia, they traded for last year. They got Hosmer. Um, they've got Fernando Tatis, who I think is maybe the be- one of the best young players in the game. Um, Manny Machado, of course, we know all about Manny. They're a talented team. Getting Tommy Pham and Trent Grisham this offseason. Like, I think the Padres had a great offseason, a great under-the-radar offseason. Super talented team. Um, I just think, like, if I had to bet on one of these two teams, I would bet on the White Sox strictly because what we talked about before, the fact the White Sox get to play the Tigers and the Royals 10 times each. You know, that alone makes them a better bet to make the playoffs than the Padres. Um, but I think the Padres might be a slightly better team. But again, either of these teams jumping out and shocking wouldn't be surprising. Same with our number 18 team who, um, if I were to make changes in my rankings again, I would move them up a few spots. I would move them to 16. I would actually have, I have the Angels at 17, the Red Sox at 16, the Reds at 18. Um, I would actually have the Reds at 16 now. I think they're better than the Angels and the Red Sox. Um, the Reds have some upside. I mean, that lineup is pretty stacked. You know, there's a lot of talent in that lineup. They've got a lot of upside there. Uh, Vado, of course, but Moustakis, Senzel, Eugenio Suarez coming off another monster season. Um, you know, they've got Aristis Aquino, who knows, but they've got some upside plays. And then that staff is going to be solid, man. I mean, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer is a really strong top three. Like, I feel... I feel good about that top three coming off last year. There's a lot of upside there. So I think the Reds, solid enough. I think they're better than the Angels, especially with the, you know, I think Trout's going to play, but there's uncertainty there, right? And um, and uh, I think Rendon is obviously a, a difference maker there, and I think they'll be solid. But um, I like Cincinnati's pitching staff better. I like their bullpen better. I think I just like the Reds better. And then the Red Sox, who knows? I mean, there's clearly talent there. I mean, they still have Bogarts. They still have Devers, guys who had just monster years last year. They have J.D. Martinez. I mean, they can hit. It's just the pitching. That's going to be a question mark. Chris Sale out with the Tommy John. The bullpen is a disaster. It was a disaster last year. Um, I think on the whole, the Reds a better baseball team. And the Reds uh, a better schedule as well. So I, I think I would move the Reds up two spots. All right, now we get into our top 15. And again, I think any of these teams could make a run in a, in a weird way this season. I have the Mets at 15, the Diamondbacks at 14, the Brewers at 13, the Phillies at 12. Um, Cubs at 11, Cardinals at 10. I think 15 to 10. And you could even put the Reds in there at 16. I think they're all in a similar group. I think could, wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams stepped up and made a run or folded under the pressure or whatever. Any of them. I legitimately feel that way. Again, I think the Phillies are the best NL East of these guys. I have the Mets at 15. Um, I think the Cubs and Cardinals. Uh, I have ahead of the Phillies, Mets, and and. Really ahead of the Phillies and Mets as much because of the division they're in. I think, you know, again, like the when you're talking about the best team in your division being the 10th best team in baseball or the 11th best team in baseball or the 13th best team in baseball, as I have the Cardinals, Cubs, and Brewers there. Um, and then you're playing the AL Central with those two horrendous teams in it, and you also get the Pirates 10 times. 
um, you just have a better chance. So I think the Cardinals and Cubs have to have a better chance than the Phillies or the Mets this year if you don't think the Phillies or Mets are going to win their division just because those teams could win their division and could have an easier schedule to get to the wild card. But I do think talent-wise, you could argue that the Phillies are better than the Cubs or the Cardinals. I really do. Um, I think it's really close. And again, we'll dive more into the NL East as a whole tomorrow. Um, but I, I do think that talent-wise, you look at this group of teams that I think are bunched together in the National League, the Reds, the Mets, the Diamondbacks, the Brewers, the Phillies, the Cubs, the Cardinals. I think you could argue the Phillies are the most talented, certainly offensively. I think they have the best lineup. Um, you definitely would take the Cubs starting staff. You'd take Jack Flaherty alone over them. You'd take um, the Diamondbacks. You know, I think there are some teams that have some talented spots, but I think on the whole, you could argue the Phillies are the best of these groups. I just think the Phillies are in a tougher situation than a lot of these teams, and, that, and that's going to hurt them. All right, looking at the top 10. Again, the Cardinals at 10, I could see being interchangeable with those other teams. My top nine, I feel pretty strongly about that these are the top nine teams in baseball. And if I had to pick a team to win the World Series this year, it would be one of these nine. But I will say that I think that any of these teams, like really from the Mets on down, it's a weird year. Like I've talked about, how people, how teams and players respond to it could be the literal reason a team wins the World Series this year. So I'm not counting any of those teams out. I don't think it's going to happen. I think one of these nine is the best, and I think one of the most talented will win just because that's the way it normally happens. But in a unique year, I wouldn't be shocked if any of these teams made a real run. So just to have that in mind. But we go with our top 10, and I'll read the top 10, then we'll react. But it, the top 10 from 10 to 1 is Cardinals at 10, Indians at 9, Love the Indian situation this year. I think they're super talented. You know, playoff contender every year. Lindor, Ramirez is still there. I like the moves they made last year to get Fran Mel Reyes and to kind of bolster some of the youth in the outfield. And then a starting staff with Shane Bieber and Mike Clevenger is going to compete. I mean, it's going to compete. So um, I think the Indians are in a really nice spot. I think Ty Francona may be the best manager in baseball right there with the best managers in baseball. I have the A's at eight. I think the A's are the team that no one talks enough about. Underrated. I mean, they have a ton of pop offensively. Matt Olson, one of the best home runners in baseball. Chris Davis, one of the best home runners in baseball. They've got Matt Chapman, who's the most underrated all-around player in baseball, potentially. Um, Ramon Laureano coming off a really nice year. Uh, Marcus Semien coming off an all-star type year. Um, they're a talented team, the A's, and they got a lot of young pitching. If, if Jesus Lozardo or A.J. Puck takes a real step forward and makes a difference for them, watch out. The A's are going to compete. And uh, I, again, I... I don't expect them to win the World Series, but they're in that group where, you know, if weird things happen, they're a good enough team and they're, they're put together well. I have the Nationals at seven. We'll talk more about them tomorrow. I have the Twins at six, so slightly better than the Indians, but you could argue either way on that. I think they're just slightly more talented. They go out and get Josh Donaldson. They were better last year. I think they're slightly better this year. And, again, that division makes such a difference. And then my top five, I have the Rays at five. Um, again, a team the Phillies have to face and the season against the Braves at four. Um, and then my top three, I feel very strongly about Astros, three Yankees, two Dodgers, one. You could put those three really in any order. I think the Dodgers are the most talented team in baseball when it's all said and done. Um, Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Max Muncy, Kyle Seager. I mean, they just roll guys out. And then a pitching staff of Bueller and Kershaw and um, just so much talent. And then the young talent they could bring up, the Dustin Mays, the Gavin Luxes, these top 10, top 20 prospects that they can bring up to pitch out of the pen or to bat eighth and play second base or whatever. It's crazy. It's crazy. They're so talented. The Yankees, though, are really talented, too, and that's obviously his team. The Phillies will see early in July. Um, they will start the season, uh, second series of the season, those four against New York, two home, two away, which will be a big factor. And the only time they see them, but that Yankees team is deep and talented. And if Judge is going to be healthy, Judge, Stanton, um, alone i mean that is just a talented outfield and you know torres is one of the best young players in baseball they just all around the diamond so talented and then of course bringing in garrett cole 
Um, and then the Astros, look, it's going to be a fascinating thing, the whole cheating and all that. Yeah, but they're still a really talented team. They still have Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, and George Springer, and Jordan Alvarez, and Justin Verlander, and blah, 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 blah. They're still a really good baseball team. I think they're going to compete. Again, we'll get to real season predictions next week, and we'll talk more specifically about the NLE's teams tomorrow in detail. But um, Dodgers, Yankees, Astros, for me, the three best teams in baseball. If I had to bet right now, one of those three is the World Series champ. But again... I genuinely believe 1-15 to in a weird, unique season based on hot starts, based on how teams deal with these situations, how they grow confidence throughout it, how they play throughout it, it's going to make a difference, and and I think it could be a really weird year. So season predictions next week, we'll really dive into that. Um, But there it is. That's my one last time, number 1-30, through Dodgers, Yankees, Astros, Braves, Rays at 5, Twins 6, Nationals 7, A's 8, Indians 9, Cardinals 10, Cubs 11, 12, your Philadelphia Phillies, Brewers 13, Diamondbacks 14, Mets 15, Reds at 16, Red Sox 17, Angels 18, Padres 19, White Sox 20, Rangers 21, 22, the Blue Jays, 23, the Rockies, Giants at 24, Marlins at 25, Pirates at 26, Royals at 27, Mariners 28, Orioles 29, and Tigers 30. All right, tomorrow we will dive in. And talk some NL East as we are gearing up. It is getting close. Let's talk about that division that the Phillies are going to need to win to make it happen this year. So um, that's tomorrow. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.